everyone, welcome to today's podcast. We're talking about being more flexible with your diet. This is the only way you're gonna succeed long-term, pretty much. <laughs> There's always outliers that could be strict forever, but the vast majority of people, the more rigid you are with your diet, the more strict you are, the less likely it's gonna last long, okay? So what we really have to get into to really accept that we can be flexible with our diet is you have got to extend your time frame because the more flexible you are with your diet in the short term, yes, the results will be slower most likely, okay? But um, what has your experience been when you've been really, really strict? Is it that you lose some weight for a little while and then you can't maintain it and you end up putting the weight back on? Okay, if that's, that's most people's experience. So if that is your experience as well, we've got to change something up. And what that something is, is to become more flexible with your dieting and to start thinking about it long-term and realizing that I hope that, that the diet here is going to be something you do for life, okay? Not just something you do short-term to lose some weight. And so once you start to think in a flexible way, right? So this is not being all or nothing, being all or something. And once you do that, you start to open yourself up to not have to be so strict. And this is a completely different paradigm to live within when it comes to your weight, especially as holidays are approaching. Um, because if you're all or nothing, it's a lot harder to get through the holidays, okay? Um, when you're all or something, it's a lot easier. Now, when you're all or something, you may not lose as much weight during the holidays as if you were really strict. But chances are, you're not gonna be really strict either. <laughs> so again, we have to have more than just all or nothing. Um, you know, we need to have some middle ground. Uh, another way to put it, right, is we can't just have a plan A, we need to have a plan B, probably a plan C and D as well. Um, we can't just think we're gonna be one way. So the more flexible you get, I think it sets you up for longer term success. And flexibility comes in many forms. It's up to you to figure out how you want to be flexible. But some options are obviously, you know, instead of being 100% carb free, you know, maybe you just reduce the carbs. Instead of being 100% sugar free, you start working to reduce the sugar, um, you know, replacing things with healthier options, uh, following a plan for five days a week and giving yourself a little slack two days a week. Uh, you know, th there's a lot of ways to be flexible and you need to figure out what flexibility is going to work best for you. But we really want to start thinking in flexible terms because the idea that you're going to start on day one and be perfect until you lose all the weight is almost impossible. And so the more flexible we are with how we're approaching this and how we're thinking about ourselves, taking into account right from the beginning, okay, this is my goal. Um, but I'm, I'm going to make mistakes along the way. Um, I want to eat this way. I want to reduce carbs. I want to, you know, uh, not eat for 16 hours. We can have these big goals, but we can work up to them. We can be more flexible with achieving that goal. It doesn't have to happen all at once. So flexibility is a big word and it can apply to lots of different aspects of, of your diet and how you're approaching weight loss. But again, the more flexible you become with it, I think the more you kind of honor yourself and the reality of your life and what you're doing as opposed to some dream reality where you're just going to be perfect all the way to your goal weight. Okay. So flexibility, flexibility, that, that's the key word today. Let yourself kind of absorb that word. What would flexibility mean if you were a bit more flexible with your diet? What would that look like? And again, the first thing that's going to come up is going to say, well, I won't lose weight. Yes, you will. It might take a little bit longer, but you'll be able to keep it up longer because it's flexible, right? So that's what we're looking for. So let this soak in, think about it, and I hope this helps you out. Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. I'll uh, do my job of trying to answer them. So that's my job, talking about weight loss. 
Weight loss, weight mastery. Day and night, loving it. <laughs> so how's everyone doing? What do we have? We have fall day. It's beautiful, beautiful. It's like a crisp fall day here. One of the good ones. So uh, I'm in Massachusetts, so that's pretty good. But yeah, what weight loss questions do you have? If you have any, are you even trying to lose weight? You're just kind of thinking about it. You just wish you'd lose weight. I would like to see where people are kind of at with it. Um, because I'm fascinated by it. I find a lot of people think about weight loss 24 hours a day, always, 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 always thinking about it. But the thinking part is is full, the action part, small, you know? And so how do we shift from thinking about weight loss all the time to making it start to happen? You know, how does that happen? And um, that's what I kind of help people with because it's it's always interesting. One of the big things I help people do is a lot of times when it comes to your weight loss, you're kind of just in it, right? You're, you're, you're thinking about weight loss. You're thinking about eating better. You're thinking about this stuff all the time and you're wrapped up in that. You're always just thinking about it. Um, but what we want to do is take a step back. How you doing, Shanti? Um, we want to take a step back and get a different perspective on how you're thinking about weight loss, right? That's a lot of times where your big breakthroughs are going to come, right? Because it's always, I love the saying, it's a... Um, Einstein said this, that the same level of thinking that created the problem cannot solve the problem, right? So we can't just be along the same path we're walking, expecting that something magically is going to just resolve itself and fix itself, right? That's not going to happen. And so we've got to change the system in some way. Um, another diet's not changing the system because every diet's the same, right? The diet is always someone giving you this perfect plan, workout, diet, combination, it doesn't matter. Giving you this perfect plan and then it's left up to you to follow it. And so what you do is you try and use your willpower to force yourself to follow this plan. That's every single diet, nutrition plan, doctor plan, workout plan. They're all the same because they tell you what to do, never show you or help you to get yourself to do it. And therein lies your big problem. It's not that you don't know what to do. Don't say that. <laughs> the problem is you don't know how to get yourself to do it. So I guess in, in essence, if you say you don't know what to do, it's that you know what to eat. You don't know how to get yourself to eat that way consistently. You know, that, that's the challenge. Um, so uh, there's so much going on, not sleeping, chocolate pudding, feeling pain, taking step-by-step -step with PYT. That's good, Astrid. Again, it, it's, I, I, I'm, we'll go into that tomorrow too, you know. It's, for a lot of people, when I start working with them, <clears throat> one of the first things that happens is we always, is a saying, right, awareness precedes change. We're said all the time in the program because a lot of times when people want to lose weight, what they try to do is just change how they're behaving. Right. So there's no new awareness. There's no real thought or understanding about anything. It's just it's kind of like you got one tool. Right. And, and it's willpower and you're just whacking everything with willpower and it doesn't work long term. And so a lot of times when people start programming yourself, then it's it's being present with a lot of stuff and it's hard. Right. It can, it can kind of feel hard a little bit. Right. Um, you got these challenges and now you're aware of them. You're not just, you know, distracting yourself from, from them. And um, so Astra, I think that's great that you're aware of these things and now we'll talk about it tomorrow and uh, you'll get some solutions and some understandings about it and you'll move forward, you know? But again, this is the secret. Like a lot of times when we have challenges in our lives, we're not sleeping well, um, we're, we can't stop eating the ice cream, whatever it may be, we're arguing with our people. What, whenever we have these challenges, um, we tend to a lot of times just avoid them. We, we don't want to think about them. And so we just use the food a lot more, TV, just different substances, activities to just kind of distract ourselves from the problems, right? And so a big part of programming yourself then is how can I, how can I relax with the problem, 
get a different perspective on it so I can see it from a different angle, gather some more information so that I can come up with a solution to it, right? So, so when it comes up to finding solutions to the challenges in your life, the first step is becoming aware of what the challenges are. They're not what you think. I promise you they're not. What you are aware of in terms of like why you think you're struggling with weight loss, in the business, we call that presenting problems. Those aren't the real problems. Those are the symptoms. They're not the core problem typically. And so a lot of times when I work with people and really the program itself then technique, what it's meant to do is to give you awareness and the ability to see what the actual core problem is because you're stuck dealing with symptoms and you're never getting to the core of things. And once you start understanding what the core is first and then coming up with real customized solutions to dealing with your own challenges that are genuine, antidotes, solutions, you don't have to figure it out anymore, you fixed it. Once that happens, that's the path, folks, because now you're not just, it's constantly, it's like like right now, you're, you're always just putting out fires. You're always fighting against your hunger. You're fighting against your cravings. You're fighting against your bad mood. You're fighting against your lack of discipline, you know, but that's not the core problem. And so right now you're just set up to constantly have to fight these symptoms forever and you're not getting any progress, okay? So we need a different approach where we recognize what the real challenges are, figure out the real solutions to them, all right? And so we will do that tomorrow, Astrid. Um, tips for getting out of a plateau. Uh, yeah, okay, so the first thing is a plateau is, the way I always say plateaus are, because you're gonna hit plateaus. There's no way to lose weight without hitting plateaus unless you got three pounds to lose, you know? You're gonna hit plateaus because the human body is inconsistent, unpredictable, and weight loss is inconsistent, unpredictable over the short term. So you're gonna hit plateaus. When you hit plateaus, what I suggest is now you practice maintenance, okay? Because Listen, so let me back up. Your goal is not to lose weight. Your goal is to live at your goal weight for the rest of your life. Those are two very different goals. And so plateaus are normal. But what happens for most people is they only think about weight loss. And the second the weight loss stalls for a week or two, they feel completely discouraged because it's only about watching that scale go down. So when that happens, you know, first off, you don't know why you plateaued, right? You might be eating and living perfectly, but your body's just... It's a hold on for a second. It hits the brakes, right? That happens. Again, weight loss is not a straight line. It's an inconsistent, unpredictable thing in the short term. And so you're going to hit plateaus. And now when the, first, when the plateau happens, the first thing is you don't know, is it because your body just is slowed down this week? You ate some salt, your body's just readjusting, whatever. Or you need to change up your calories. You need to change up what you're doing, okay? But you can't know that in the beginning of the plateau, so when I hit a plateau, I'm looking at, I'm saying, okay, let me focus on my maintenance. Let me optimize what I'm doing, right? So whatever your plan is that you're using to lose weight, you hit a plateau. Now let me go to work on my plan. What's that mean? It means whatever plan you're following, let me optimize it. Let me make it better. Let me make it easier, more enjoyable, more effective. Not necessarily cutting calories down, but making it easier for you to follow this because it's new. The plan's new. You're learning it. You're learning how to live it. And so how can you make it easier for yourself? Better planning, right? Better, you know, better support for yourself, whatever. And then you stick with that for a week or two or three. And then if you stuck with your plan and it's three weeks later and you didn't lose any weight, you know, now I would consider, okay, where can I cut some calories out? Or where can I burn some more calories? You see, so that's how I look at plateaus. But again, it's an opportunity to practice. If the only thing motivating you is the scale going down, you're gonna almost guaranteed to fail ultimately because what most people do is they trade the pleasure of the food for the pleasure of the scale going down, okay? And eventually the scale stops going down. What do you do now? How do you stay motivated now? That's the big question. 
This is why most people, again, 80 to 95% of people put the weight back on after they lose it. So it has nothing to do with genetics. has nothing to do with their plan. It has to do with what's in their brain. And most people never focus on that piece. To put it another way, you got two mindsets most likely if you're listening to me right now. You got an overweight mindset and you've got a dieter mindset. And that is it. You've got two mindsets in your head. Overweight, diet. And what you do is sometimes, so your overweight mindset, it's when you're not even thinking about food. You're just living life, doing what you do, you're overweight. Okay, so you run on autopilot right now. Your subconscious is programmed to be overweight. And then you got diet mode when you get really pissed off about the weight and you go all, right? So this is nothing, this is all. So we enact a diet. I'm gonna diet, 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 diet. And let's just say best case scenario, you diet all the way down to your goal weight. But what happens now, right? What do you, what do, you do now? Right, because now we got a problem because you, you got an overweight mindset and a diet mindset. You don't know how to, you don't know how to think like a thin, healthy person. You know how to think like an overweight person. You know how to think like a dieter, and your automatic behaviors are like an overweight person. So that's what you keep reverting back to because you never change your subconscious programming. You just fight against it as, with the diet until you lose the weight, and then you're in the same process where it's like, and and again, the, what drives the diet behavior is the motivation of watching the scale go down. And so now the scale's not going down. You don't have the food anymore. And now you're like, well, what do I, I don't know what to do. I, I think like an overweight person, I think like a diet, I can't lose my weight. I don't know what to do. Right? You've all felt that. But now you have better words to explain it. You know, there's just a vacuum there. I don't, I don't know what to do. Believe me, that's what it is. I, I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. It's always that. When people lose weight and put it back on, it's always some version of I didn't feel like myself. You know, and it's because you don't have a thin, healthy mindset, most likely. I feel like I'm addicted to gluten. It's all I think about. Carbs, carbs, carbs from wake to bedtime. Yeah, I'm sure, Lou. I mean, the diet industry is not your friend, okay? The diet industry, all the diets you're referencing are almost always owned by food companies. Weight Watchers is owned by Heinz. Jenny Craig is owned by Nestle. The company owns Atkins Food Products. The same company owns Onions, Pretzels, and Cinnabon. The company owns Slim Fast. It's owned by the same company owns Ben & Jerry's Ice Cream. You know, this whole, um, you know, gluten, uh, carb-free, you know, to be like all this stuff, it's just, it's embedded in our brain. And what you may not know is that your subconscious mind doesn't understand negatives, right? So if I tell you, don't think about a banana, don't think about a banana. What are you thinking about? A banana, right? And this affects all dieters because almost all your diets are fixated on the foods you're not supposed to be eating, right? It's like sabotage, right? Because you're, you're obsessed with the things you don't want to eat. And it's very difficult to obsess on the things you don't want to eat and end up not eating them. Because the other thing about your subconscious mind is it doesn't understand the difference between vivid imagination and reality. Okay, this is why you can go to a, a movie, you can watch a horror movie and you're nervous. You're not in a nervous situation, you're in a neutral situation where you're fine. If we put a comedy up on the screen, you'd be laughing. So it's not the situation you're in, it's what you're imagining in your mind that's creating the feeling in you. So imagine you're constantly thinking about foods you love eating. Guess what feeling that creates in your body? It creates a craving for that exact food. <laughs> and this is how you're trying to lose weight, by obsessively focusing on the thing that you're trying to avoid. Not a good strategy, right? It doesn't make any sense when I put it that way, but that's what you're doing. And this is one of a million things um, that you're doing wrong. Again, it's not your fault. You've been conditioned by the diets, right? We've all been exposed to millions of diet ads in our lives, constantly forcing us and conditioning us to think like a dieter. And here you are. You know, again, the food companies got you going. They got you thinking like an overweight person. The diet companies got you thinking like a dieter. And you're stuck. You're stuck. And you know it. You, you, when I say it this way, you know it. As plain as day, right? You can pretend, but everything you do is in response to being overweight, right? The diet is the anti-overweight, okay? Overweight's normal, natural. I'm gonna go on a diet. You fight against everything you naturally wanna do. And that's the plan you're gonna follow. So for what? 
for what is to lose weight because all you're focused on the diet industry all they focus you on is losing weight lose weight lose weight lose weight fuck losing weight you don't want to lose weight you've lost weight and put it back on is that the goal you wanted are you happy you lost the weight or are you mad that you put it back on you're mad you put it back on now did you put the weight back on because you don't have the willpower that can't be it okay there's got to be some other thing going on there and I think it's because you've got the wrong goal. If you're obsessively saying, I just want to lose weight, I just want to lose weight, I just want to lose weight, that's not true. You don't just want to lose weight. You want to get to your goal weight and then you want to live the rest of your life at your goal weight on near autopilot. That's the goal. That's a way better goal, isn't it? But you're never focused on that goal. You're focused on losing weight. And you might be start losing weight and I say, what are you going to do once you get the weight? Jim, I don't give a shit. I'll figure it out when I get there. Don't, don't, don't harsh my vibe. I'll, I'll figure it out when I get there. When I get there, I'll figure it out. Okay, well, I just thought I'd mention it because 95% of people don't. So good luck. Be gone. <laughs> but but all, all those of you on here, how many times have you lost weight and then put it back on? I mean, aren't you tired of that? What's going to change? What's going to be different the next time you lose the weight? What is going to be different? Right? If, if nothing's going to be different, then nothing's going to be different. Am, am I wrong? <laughs> am I crazy? Dieters are delusional. It's not your fault. We've, you know, lots of us are delusional. You know, modern culture's messed us all up. <laughs> But dieters specifically, you live in this crazy land where you think one Monday you're going to wake up as this magical version of you who can follow the plan perfectly. In 16 hours, I'm not eating, never eating carbs again, never eating sugar, 1,200 calories, all the way to my goal weight and beyond forever. It's, it's, it's silly. It's childish. It really is. I mean, it's not a real, it's not a wise, mature thought that someday you're going to wake up as this magical version of you that just magically eats perfectly forever. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, Jesus Christ. You got your Christmas list set up. You got your letter to Santa written. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I, I, I try to make light of it, but I mean, it, it is funny sometimes when we look at things from a different angle, right? That's just like so common, but hopefully it's helpful to see things from a different angle. Um, how do we get our minds free from always thinking about it? My parents are the same. I feel doomed. No, I get that, Lou. I mean, you got to train your mind on what you want to learn. So so most people, again, diet-wise, your, your whole focus is like, I'm going to not think about, oh, about unhealthy foods. I'm going to focus on fast foods, unhealthy foods, processed foods, carbs, gluten, everything I can't eat. I'm going to stay focused on those and not eating them, right? It, it doesn't make sense. What you need to do is you need to start creating a new, and this is what Program Yourself Thin is. Again, it's a new mindset. How does a thin and healthy person think about uh, food? How does a thin and healthy person think about themselves, weight loss, all the rest of it? Well, shit, if I knew, I didn't know. <laughs> Growing up, everyone around me was unhealthy and overweight. Uh, my dad died at 54 of a heart attack. And so, like, I was like, didn't know. I don't know how a thin, healthy person thinks. I remember I learned, nearly, I'm sitting 50 pounds heavier than I am now. Miserable, right? Binge drinking, binge eating, just miserable. And um, I learned neurolinguistic programming. I got exposed to that idea. Well, the basic idea of it is as role modeling, Right. Find the person you, you like and or the, the results you want and find out what, how do they think about stuff. Not just what they did, but how do they think about it. That's interesting. I look around and said, oh, shit. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. There's no one to talk to. <laughs> you know who taught me the most about weight? He was this 500-pound, 400-pound comedian. He's a family friend. Great guy. He spent the last 20 years of his life in a wheelchair. This guy, though, every single month, at least, he was getting a new diet. He was starting a new, new weight loss plan. This guy spent more money than anyone I've ever seen. It was always like crazy plans. And he would sit there. He would talk to me for hours about the, the, like the philosophy of it. Never lost any of the weight, you know? And so I look around. I say, oh, shit, I, no one knows how to think thin and healthy around me. I don't, I don't know. So, you know, you know where I found them? A lot of them initially was the why. I said, I want to find people that have lost weight and kept it off for more than two years. 
I mean, that, that little piece extra is the secret, okay? It's not about how you lose weight. You know, people that are overweight just obsessed with, oh, you lost 50 pounds. Tell me how you did it. Well, who gives a shit how they did it if they're just still losing? I've lost 30 pounds this month. Who gives a shit? Talk to me in three months, six months, next year. Have you kept it off? That's all I care about. And that's all I did care about. So I began to find these people. And I began speaking with them. And I'll tell you what, instantly, and I mean instantly, it was like, oh, it was like, you know, like it's like you've been blind. You know what I mean? I had bad eyesight your whole life and you put a pair of glasses on that are right. And you're like, oh my God, I get it. It was, it was that obvious, you know? And I, I've continued to talk to people like that and, and research them. But it's like, it's night and day in the way that they think about things. And what you don't realize, you know, is you're, you're caught in the diet mindset. Unfortunately, the whole culture is caught in the diet mindset. You know what I mean? We've been entrapped um, by the diet industry to, into this. It's a mental prison, literally, of how you think about weight loss. I was saying, you know, dieting, the pinnacle of like marketing, what they consider the pinnacle of marketing is when you use like a brand name for the product, right? So like Xerox or Kleenex are examples of this. You don't say like, oh, give me a tissue. You say, well, give me a Kleenex, right? Even if it's some other brand. And dieting has done that with weight loss, right? Because most people can't even separate weight loss from dieting at this point. They're just one and the same to them. They're not, they're not. Dieting is a horrible way to approach your weight loss. It's a short-term approach, right? It's just short-term. It feels like a sprint. Any little mistake feels catastrophic. Um, it's really hard to get started with it. It's really, it's harder to stick with it and it's way harder to keep it up long-term, you know? And so it's a shitty strategy. The problem is you've internalized it. You think the reason you haven't lost weight is because you're a bad person, some, some version of that, right? You're weak-willed or you, you're just lazy or you, you, know, you have two, cravings are too strong. You're overeater, you're obsessed with food. Whatever story you're telling yourself, you know, it's about how you're a bad person. You're not good enough. That's bullshit. The biggest problem you have is that you do not know you do not know how to actually change your weight because changing your weight is an inside out approach. I mean, anyone can, you could stop, you can cut calories out. Yeah, you know, you gotta cut calories, okay? But that's about 10% of the process. That's like me saying, like you've never played the piano and I'm like, oh, that's easy. All you gotta do is hit the keys and at the right order at the right time and you got music, sweet music, baby. Like, could I sound like any more of an asshole? Could I make anything sound, like anything is challenging sound any easier? But that's what dieters are. That's how you think. Again, it's not your fault. It's literally millions of ads your entire life. And they always condition you to think like a dieter, short term, fastest weight loss possible. And it appeals to us because we're all impatient, but it now has entrapped us. That's the only way you can think about weight loss. And this is your core problem. You know, it's not that you don't have willpower. It's not that you can't stick to a plan. It's that you do not know the inside out approach of actually being able to change how you think, how you feel, how you eat in a, in a real long-term way. You know, you got these drastic overcorrections, you know, so it's got to change, right? You got a mindset thing. And if you want to do that, by the way, go to my bio, click the link, get the hypnosis session. I give you watch the training. I give you three steps to master your weight. You want to master your weight. You don't just want to lose weight. If you're going to do this, do it one last time, do it right and master your weight. So that you can live at your goal weight for the rest of your life on your autopilot. That's what you want, right? Don't be afraid to say it. And I know you are because you think it's not possible. Because you're so skittish now around your weight that you can't even think straight, <laughs> right? You're a smart person. And it's like, I know, because I know if you're even listening to me, I know you're an overthinker. I know you're a smart person. I know that you're probably a perfectionist. And that perfectionism is absolutely toxic to your weight loss, you know? And it's, it's counterintuitive. It seems like the perfectionism should be great for weight loss. It's not. It's great for your work. It's great for, you know, being a great mom or, or partner or whatever you value in life. Not great for your weight. That's why it hasn't worked.
okay? And so there's a better way to do this, and it's learning how to do it the right way so that you can lose the weight one more time and be done with it. Be done with it, okay? <laughs> yes, you can, you can actually be done with it. I'm sitting here in front of you telling you this, okay? Yeah, I was 50 pounds heavier. It's been 30 years of living at the same weight. I one blip 12 years ago. Well, how do I do it? I'm not dieting. I don't even work out. What I've done is I've mastered my eating. I've been able to master my eating because I've mastered my lifestyle, my thinking. Boom, you know? And i got a process to, to program my subconscious mind, so I do it all automatically. That's a better way, I think. Very informative. Thank you, Norman. Um... Your approach is unique. It really is unique. I would say that. I think it's the most unique approach I've seen. You know, it really is. It's a combination of everything. I'm obsessed. I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. I've been doing this 20 years professionally, 30 years personally. Um, I read 50 books a year. I, I'm just, I'm obsessed with this. You know, my dad died of 54 heart attacks. So th this to me is like life and death. I always joke. I remember like when I was younger, I wanted to be a doctor. I thought about that. <laughs> I took my first chemistry class. I said, I guess not. Um, that, that wasn't for me. But but in, in a way, I, I feel I somehow ended up here. I got a degree in finance and investments, you know? And so um, I, this wasn't planned. You know, this kind of just happened. But I, I couldn't be happier with it. But I'm, I'm obsessed with it because, again, for me, I don't just want you to look good in a bathing suit. You know, I, I do want that for you. But I weigh more. I'm way more focused on you living as long as you can. <laughs> Right, bathing suits are fine, um, but but how about how about your life? How about your longevity? How about how long you're alive on, on Earth? Is is that count at all? <laughs> and how about your quality of life during those years? Your health, your energy levels, your mobility, your independence, how you feel about yourself, your happiness, right? So it's, to me, it's everything, you know. And it's not thin. It's not. It's not like weight loss to to get to some perfect number. It's the process. It's mastering the process so that you can live at your goal weight in a way that's customized and built for you and just feels right. I feel like, and again, I'm not, I'm not trying to be just, just corny here or whatever, but I feel like like I, I'm living in the flow. I, I feel like, like I've never surfed, but I've snow, I snowboard. And it's like sometimes like the snow's perfect, the temperature's perfect, it's a perfect day. And you're just like, you get the perfect, just, you're just, it's like you're surfing, it's like you're floating, you're flowing down the, the mountain. And it's like, I'm, I swear to you, I swear to you, and I'm not being corny here, but that's how I feel. Like, that's how I feel with my eating. That's how I feel with my lifestyle. Like, I, I just feel like I'm always surfing. I'm going from one thing to the other that's always making me feel good. I'm meditating. I'm drinking my water. I'm eating a nutritious breakfast. I'm getting enough sleep. I'm relaxing. I'm breathing. Um, you know, I'm eating a good lunch. I'm, I'm just, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just flowing this day to day. It, it's because I always say this, and I want to make this clear. I think you need to take your, your weight loss and wrap it in personal development. And so for me, you know, because at some point the weight loss stops, you know, that, that's why you have to do that. You need to have something that's more motivating than just the weight because the weight stops going, leaving at some point, you know, you can't build all your motivation around the scale going down because at some point the scale, scale stops going down. So you need to have a motivation that's bigger than the scale that's going to last you a long time. And mine is like, I'm just, I'm always curious and fascinated with how much better I can feel. How much more can I optimize all this? Like, I love it. I'm obsessed with it. And, um, in a good way, right? It makes me feel good inside and out and everything else. So that's what I want for everyone. Um, put myself on a 1,200 calorie restriction and told myself no carbs. Last night I had a family-sized bag of popcorn. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you, Ezra, but I, I mean, right? I mean, can we all relate to this, right? We all know this one. Um, the over-restricting leads to overeating. Is you know, sure as night follows day. It's just one follows the other. Um, and what we have to do, this is what I was saying. I was saying this earlier. What we have to do, I think, initially is we have to get the 
a process. Program yourself then the core of it is the program yourself then technique. This is a one to two minute self-hypnosis technique you use at night. And what it does, it does a lot of things, but one of the key things it does is it's a way for you to kind of get a different perspective on your life because we live life first person. And it's very difficult to really kind of, let me give you an example. I'll, I'll reframe this in a way that's easier to understand. You know, it's like when, when a friend, when you have a friend or someone you know who's talking about the same shit that you're struggling with, right? But when they talk about it, what happens, right? You're like, oh, you could do this. You should do this and you should do that. And you got all these ideas and all this insight, right? Because you have a different perspective and you have a different, you're not emotionally connected in the same way. So you're in a more positive state and you have all these ideas flowing, right? But when it comes to you, you think about that same stuff and you're like, you you work yourself right down to a pulp, right? You have no ideas. You don't know what to do. You feel like shit about yourself, right? And so the first thing I think you got to do, again, this is the program yourself in technique, is the ability to kind of like, we, we call it going meta, right? You kind of go above yourself and kind of look down at yourself, you know? How did today go? And just having a different perspective on what you're doing because you don't have the awareness you think you have. We live our lives on autopilot. You know, we're, we're subconsciously programmed and we're just following the programming most of the time. We're not consciously making all our decisions all day. They estimate we make over 200 food decisions a day. Almost all of those are subconscious. You're just making without you even realizing it, you see? So you've got to have some process to gain awareness of why you're doing what you're doing. I'll give you one specific example I'm talking about. Emotional eating, right? So I know you're an emotional eater. And so we have different emotional eatings though. So what most people do, again, you got your one tool, willpower, and you're just whacking everything with a willpower. I got to stop emotional eating. I'm going to stop, I'm going to stop, you know, eating at night. Cause I, that's what I do to relax when I'm stressed out. I, I eat, eat all the ice cream. I'm going to stop that. Okay, great. So you stop that. And now it's a couple of days. Do you feel great? No, you feel like you're ready to kill someone because you gave up your stress reliever strategy, right? Cause your stress relief strategy was to eat food. So great. You stopped eating the food, but now you all are stressed and ready to kill someone. And you say, you know what? Fuck it. This isn't worth it. I'm going to go back to eating the food. Okay. So we need to understand why, what emotions are we eating for? Oh, I'm eating to relax. Okay, great. So let's find other ways to relax that don't involve food. We don't want to just stop emotional eating. We want to figure out what emotions we're eating for and then find better ways to feel those or to not feel the emotions we don't want to feel independent of food. And now you're on a path. It's still, it's still a challenge, but at least now, again, you're dealing with the core issue, you know, which is that you're stressed and you're stressed. <laughs> that is the core. That's the corest of the core issues that I see over and over and over again. You're stressed to the fucking moon, you know? So how are you going to change anything? First of all, let's get into that, <laughs> right? I always say like this idea, the dieting idea is so asinine when you look at it the way I'm going to say it. And again, I understand, let me just disclaimer. I'm not saying you're asinine. I'm not, I'm not referencing you because you've been conditioned to think like a dieter. So I'm not, I'm not blaming you for this. But again, I'm just want to point out the, the, the craziness of the lunacy of this whole thing. But I'm going to say, I'm going to guess you're sitting here watching me right now and you're stressed in your life, right? You don't have enough time. You don't have enough energy. You don't have enough money. You don't have enough anything, right? And you got all these things you got to do and you're just barely getting through the days, right? And you want to lose weight. And so how are you going to lose weight, right? You're going to do this thing where you make this enormous overcorrection. I'm going to stop eating sugar. I'm going to eat 1200 calories. I'm going to stop eating carbs, right? That's going from here and it's making a drastic giant leap up to here. Okay. How are you doing this? You know how much energy this takes, right? Because you don't think of like mental stuff, thinking about a new meal plan, completely new meal plan, right? Um, you don't think about a, like a completely new meal plan as being tiring, but the, the idea of like changing your diet instantly tomorrow to be carb-free, 1200 calories, sugar-free to change it from that to that in one day 
is incredibly tiring. It's the mental equivalent of running a marathon. It's, right, it's running five miles. Go run five miles today, and guess what? Tonight you're going to be tired, and tomorrow you're going to be tired and sore. Maybe you understand why, right? You connect those two things together. Start a completely new meal plan tomorrow. Guess what? You're going to end the day being exact. You're going to be tired. You're not going to be so much sore, but you're going to be exhausted. You're going to be depleted. And you're already depleted. So where are you getting the energy, the focus, the motivation, and the clarity to follow this giant drastic shift in your diet with where you're at now? Because you're already depleted to the, to the hilt. You got no energy. Right? You feel like shit. Mental, emotional, physical, you're in the dumps. Most likely. Okay? And you're, you're depleted. You're at, you're at E. And so on E, you're going to go and be perfect tomorrow with your eating plan. Why don't you just take up learning another language and, and learning calculus and a musical instrument on top of it? Why not? Why, why stop with just completely changing your diet in, in, in one day? Why stop there? Right? Why not learn to do, be a stockbroker, make money in investments, <laughs> learn a musical instrument, uh, learn another language, learn to dance? Why, why? Why not just do everything all at once, right? Why not make everything better all at once? Now, it's silly when I say it that way, but that's how you're approaching your weight loss. And then you have the gall to say to me, Jim, I don't know. Like, you know what I struggle with? Consistency. Oh, do you think? <laughs> you think? You think you struggle with consistency? It's like if I want to learn to play the piano and I say, oh, I'm going to learn it the good way. I'm going to play 10 hours a day. So I learn it fast. And I get through the first day, and I struggle through it. I wake up the next day, my fingers are like this and I can't move them. And I hate the piano and I don't want to think about the piano. And I come to you and I say, I don't know what the problem is. I, I'm struggling to be consistent with the piano. <laughs> yeah, because it's a stupid plan. It's not a plan you can be consistent with. Now let's bounce that off of a program yourself then is, right? Because it's not a crazy meal plan. It doesn't start with that. It starts with your brain. It starts with you calming down. I know you're super stressed. And I know when you think about weight loss, you're even more super duper stressed, freaking out. Can't even think straight with it. So what's the first thing you think you need to do if you're super stressed and completely depleted physically, mentally, emotionally? How about we get some of that back? How about we calm you down? Let you kind of fill up the fuel levels, recharge a little bit. Okay, so how do you do that? How do you recharge? And you don't know. <laughs> you have no idea how to recharge. First of all, you never think of that way. You say, I was going to turn the screw some more. <laughs> That's the answer. Well, how about recharge? I don't know how to recharge, Jim. Yeah, exactly. Because you're recharging is what? I'm going to start going to an hour of yoga class every night. Right? It's always like, I know you because you're a perfectionist. So if we're going to do something, go all the way. We've got to overwhelm ourselves some more, Jim. I need to recharge by overwhelming myself some more, Jim. Don't you get it? Jim, don't you understand how to recharge? You got to overwhelm yourself more. You, you don't just do a little bit of yoga. You got to do an hour class. I'm going to do this Ashtanga class I'm going to sign up for. <laughs> uh, it's so funny though, right? But it's like, you know what I mean? This is, I work, this, all my clients, they're always overthinkers. They're almost always perfectionists, you know? It, it's just the same story over and over again. Um, but so how do you recharge? Program yourself then. You're not going to imagine this, right? So first of all, I know you're already overwhelmed with everything, just keeping up with life just already. So I know the first step of any plan you're going to do to change your behaviors, your weight, um, it needs to be easy. You need, you need some reminder. You need some support system because you're going to forget because you're getting caught up with your life. So I deliver the program through their phone. <laughs> so because I know I know you. I don't know you, but I know you because I know you're going to wake up tomorrow and I know, I know one of the first things you're going to do. Right? And guess what's happened? You're going to see a message from me. You click on it. It's a five-minute hypnosis session. The program's eight weeks. So each morning you get a five-minute hypnosis session that you sit and listen to. And now, for the first time in your life, I bet, you have something simple and easy to do. 
it's like brushing your teeth for your brain and your body, right? And you sit and you take five minutes and you calm down. You relax with the, while you're awake. Not just sleeping. You just relax. You breathe deeper. You quiet your mind. And you hear all this positive stuff. Each session's got a weight loss mantra in it. You hear all this positive, supportive, encouraging things that makes you feel good and relaxed and calm. Makes you feel like a better version of yourself. More centered, more present, more mindful. And once that happens, that's it. Then you go about your day. And guess what? You naturally make better food choices. Perfect? Maybe not. Better? Yes, absolutely. And then you get to the evening and you use a one, two minute self-hypnosis technique where you program yourself, where you train your own subconscious mind to do the things that you need to do to lose the weight. That's the key thing is you need to learn how to run your own mind. No one can do this for you. The hypnosis sessions are very helpful, but ultimately it comes down to you being able to run your own brain. And you've never learned how to do this in any practical way. Right? So that's the key thing. I understand what you're saying, what to do when a huge urge of inge presents itself. And all you can think of is, well, this is the last time. Tomorrow I'll be better. Yeah, Ellen, for sure. The binge thing, you know, what you got to do about binging is you've got to start to understand it, right? You can't just avoid it. You can't just stop yourself. Um, you really need to... You need to um, understand things. You know, you need to resolve them. You know, binge eating... The time to stop binge eating is not when your cravings are over the moon and you're trying to stop yourself. Um, it's the, it's when you prevent the cravings and the hunger from getting so intense. When you prevent the emotions from getting so strong that you have no control over the binging. You see? Um, because, yeah, that tomorrow will be better is, is a trap. Like concrete things, doing something else, eating low calories, so it does not solve it for my case. Um yeah, I mean, I get it, Ellen. I, 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 what I say to you, I mean, the, the entire program, program yourself, then there's a lot to it, but the, the core component of the program is, is simple. It's basically, it's the redo technique, the rehearsal technique. The redo technique, really, we use this at night and we redo mistakes we made, you know, or we install things we want to do. If you had a perfect day, great. Um, but we, we make mistakes and every weight loss plan out there is basically saying, okay, you're going to start your plan. You're going to start being perfect, right? Day one, you're perfect. And you're going to see how long you can be perfect for. And I think this is so silly, you know, because you're not going to be perfect for long. That's the answer there. <laughs> so instead of trying to be perfect, I would rather you master the ability to get back on track fast, to make mistakes, learn from them fast, and get right back on track. That's going to serve you way better than this perfection bullshit. Because I'll tell you, the, the most important skill of weight mastery is the ability to get back on track quickly. See, you're in crazy land thinking you're going to be, you're, you're approaching your weight loss like it's an endurance test. You know endurance tests they do to people, right, to measure get kind of where they're at um, with different, different health markers? It, you don't beat the endurance test. There's no beating it. At some point, you stop doing it. You know what I mean? There's no, there's no beating the endurance test. And there's no beating a diet. At some point, you just stop doing it. And that's how you think about it. And so you approach it now. It's like a streak. How long can I keep it up? That is the wrong way. That's completely the wrong way to think about it. Okay. You need to think about, like, think about brushing your teeth. How long you brush your teeth for? To what? So you're 50? Till you're 60? No one gives a shit? Is that how you think about brushing your teeth? No. You think about doing it till your last day alive. You want to do it. It's part of what you do. That's how you need to think that way about how you eat, how you live. And right. So, and you're like, oh my God, dieting forever. Oh God, kill me. Right. Because that's how you so don't, you have not internalized it. You know, again, overweight mindset, diet mindset. You got two mindsets, overweight, diet, overweight, diet. You got nothing else. I don't know how you get the results you want with that. You tell me, you tell me how you get the results. If you think like an overweight person normally, and you think like a dieter when you really want to lose weight and that's it, 
You don't know how to think like a thin, healthy person. This is why you dread the idea of like, the, subconsciously you're all screwed up. <laughs> I gotta tell you. you, you associate pain to losing weight. You don't even wanna lose weight because you associate pain and misery and deprivation to it, stress to it. So you don't even wanna lose weight, first of all. Um, but you know, again, the idea that you're gonna lose weight long-term, you don't even, you don't even have a concept for that in your mind. The only concept you have a weight loss is I'll, I'm going to lose it for a little while. And then the back of your mind, really, if you're really honest with yourself, you're going to find that you believe you're going to put it back on. You think you're that overweight person because that's your primary mindset is an overweight person. And then you get the diet mindset to fight against it. You have got to change this overweight person into a thin, healthy person. Overweight mindset into a thin, healthy mindset. And we don't need the diet thing anymore. I sit here in front of me. I don't need to diet. I haven't died in 30 years. I don't need to diet. I'm at my goal weight and I stay there. That's my focus. Hope that makes sense. Um, let me see here. What do we got? What do we got? I'm going to get through these questions quicker. I was doing it. Um, hi, lost some weight according to the scale from just going in keto. How sustainable is this? Um, for most people, keto is not very sustainable for that long. Um, so the lifestyle change is encouraged. Oh, lifestyle change is absolutely crucial. Crucial. Um, Bailey says the approach is unique and a game changer. I was the most anxious person. Hypnosis equals calmness. Yes. Right. Yeah. Jody's so great with that. I, I, I love that about you, Jody. Cause yeah, it's, um, the more calm you are folks, if I could calm you down to your core, that, that does a lot of the heavy lifting. You know what I mean? Like, like cause you already know what to do. The problem is, right. You're, if you were a robot with the knowledge you have and you just programmed in what you're going to eat all day knowing what you know, what you shouldn't, shouldn't eat. And you just program typed in what you're going to eat today. And then you just did it because you're a robot. You have no problem losing weight. Your, your problem losing weight has nothing to do with the knowledge piece of, of what to eat and how to live. Well, maybe how to live, but, but it's not about what to eat. It's the fact that you know what to eat, but you don't give a shit when you get in a bad mood. And you're in a bad mood a lot. You're stressed out. You're tired. You're exhausted. I don't give a fuck. I don't care what I eat. I don't give a shit about the chips. You know, you get like that, right? You get real mad so that you have the anger. Fucking all the eat. I don't care. I'm eating ice cream. <laughs> you know, I get it. I, I totally get it. I'm not, I'm not making fun of anyone. Um, I'm just trying to shine a light on it, you know? Cause again, we, we just, we're, we lack so much awareness, you know, we're just, we just do what we did. We just running programs, you know, we're just following subconscious programs and um, we need to become aware of them first so we can create better programs. You know, again, this is what I'm trying to tell you. I want you to live at your goal weight on near autopilot. I, I can't say this enough. I'm not, I'm not always fighting against unhealthy cravings and all the rest of it anymore. I, I'm trying to explain that to you because you think, again, you have an overweight mindset. That's your core mindset. And you try and fight against it with your diet mindset. So it always feels like a struggle, right? Does it not always feel like you're fighting against yourself and you try and lose weight, right? I don't have that fight in me, okay? There's a little bit, but it's it shifted because now my core mindset, it really is thin and healthy, I still have, there's still that fucking voice in there that still wants to eat shit, but it, it's a lot weaker now, okay? So that's a whole other conversation, but, um, but, but we need a way to reprogram our subconscious mind so we start to think like a thin, healthy person on autopilot, naturally, automatically. So we're fluent in it. hope that makes sense. Gaining weight made me despise myself and become very anxious and unconfident. Literally not the same. SJ, I, I know I ask you this all the time. Were you the person that got on here was busting my chops about weight loss? I, I don't care. I'm just curious. And if you're not, that, that just ignore what I'm saying. But let me know if you're not. Because um, I'm just curious. I'm, I'm trying to figure out where you're at. 
I listened to the three steps to mastering your way to my ride home this morning. It was great. Oh, thanks, Morgan. I'm glad. Yeah, everyone, listen. If you haven't done it yet, go to my bio, click the link, get the hypnosis session I give you. It's called the New Thin Me. It's a kickstart session, help you clarify and connect to your dream body, your goal weight, and get motivated. Okay, it's about 10 minutes. If you've never experienced hypnosis, just experience it. It's nothing weird. Hypnosis is, is the craziest word because people have all these ideas about it that are not true. Hypnosis is completely normal and natural. Um, so go listen to it, okay? And if, you know, if you've listened to hypnosis, ah, hypnosis is bullshit. If you haven't listened to me, I'm one of the highest paid hypnotists on the planet, okay? So it's like, I'm giving that to you for free. Go test it out. Check it out. And the other thing though, this is the key thing is go watch the training I give you right after. It takes a couple minutes to send you the, the session. So I bring you to a, a page where it says three steps to master your, it's actually, it doesn't even say that, right? It says how, I talk about how I lost a bunch of weight, but it's, it gets to the three steps to master your weight. Watch that, okay? Because it'll give a new idea of how to approach your weight loss and your weight mastery, okay? So watch that training. And then I email you stuff every day, like, like good encouraging stuff. Um, and I got new things coming all the time. So that way you'll make sure you get them. Um, I feel the same in the flow. Yeah, Vivian. Vivian's on it too. Yeah, Vivian's doing great. Yeah, in the flow. That's the that's the idea. I like the idea of thinking and obsessing about feeling better. Yeah, obsessing about feeling better I think is great. I also kind of use your reprogramming method and applying it to my finances too. That's awesome, Morgan. Yeah, you can use it with everything. It's called, I call it self-hypnotic programming. And um, yeah, I got a lot of other programs coming down the pike pretty soon. But right now I'm focused on programming yourself then exclusively. But um, that, that process that, that we talk about program yourself then, yeah, you can use that process with everything. And it's amazing because, um, oh man, I can't wait. I, I want to share that. That's, I got to, you just got to do things in order, you know, but, um, I'm so excited for y'all to get that because the truth is like, you're always trying to willpower yourself to change and it doesn't work. Your brain's not set up that way. Um, you need to learn how to influence your subconscious mind and it's fun. It's easy. It works better. And so just no one ever approaches it this way, you know? And so I'm, I'm excited to get that out to the world here. Um, I lost weight and gained it back. I want to go back so bad. I get it. Um, good job losing the weight. And it sucks when you put it back on. Um, skincare overeating. Yep. Um, I find myself asking now, am I eating because I'm hungry or addicted to eating? Um, very rarely are we addicted to the eating. I, I'm not saying that doesn't exist, but that's, it's a lot rarer than we think. Typically what's going on is we get ourselves... We do have habits, right? So there's environmental cues that are constantly triggering us. And so if you notice, your eating happens in patterns, right? You're not just spontaneously eating all different times constantly. There's a pattern to it. And um, it's important to recognize that. And so part of your overeating is just pattern-oriented, very Pavlovian, you know, just cause, effect, stimulate, response. Um, and the other part, though, is, is emotional. You know, you, you, get, you get triggered into these emotions, and then it feels like you need to eat the food. And so, again, there's a bit more to it. Um, and again, we want to become aware of it so we can find an elegant solution that works for you. Um, I feel like I go from eating a lot and doing nothing to eating less and two hours of cardio. Yeah, yeah, the giant all or nothing swings, right? That's a lot of people. Um, yep, I lost 60 on GLP-1s, 144 total. Nice job, Bethany. Um, yep. It regulates hormonal issues and metabolism. <laughs> also corrects the food noise. Live it goal weight on autopilot. Yep, of course, right? That's what we all want. I've lost a lot of weight. How to know what my goal weight should be? Okay, great question. Yeah, goal weight, here's my suggestion on this, right? So my definition of thin, first of all, is you weighing, you being at your goal weight, you weighing what you want. I want you to be one of the few people that gets to say, I weigh exactly what I want. You know what I mean? I want that, I want you to have that confidence, that swagger of, yeah, I weigh what I want. I've, I've mastered this. I mastered it, 
You know, I, I love that feeling, you know, so it has nothing to do with other people. It's, it's an inner, I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of myself playing guitar, doing yoga, but, you know, I haven't been married, I have my kids. I, I'm proud of lots of things. Um, and that's another one. I, I like that I've mastered my weight in, in the way that I've done it. Okay, that being said, so thin is you weighing what you want. So how do we, you, you living at your goal weight. So how do we pick the right goal weight? This is where I find a lot of people struggle because I see a lot of people choosing a, a weight as if the weight lived in a vacuum, right? They just pick a weight, but they don't take into account how they're gonna have to eat and live in order to achieve that weight, right? So if you're picking a really low weight where all you, you can eat is carrots and drink water, that's a shitty quality of life. Maybe you could do it, but you don't, you don't want to. This is where you're at right now. Most likely you have this weight that you want to live at, but you're not willing to eat or live in that at that weight. So you got to kind of find the sweet spot. You know what I mean? Like where you're actually willing to do it, the best quality of life. And you take into account the weight, right? Because the weight affects your quality of life, um, you know, your, your health, uh, a lot of different factors. So we take those into account, but we also take into account how you're going to live and eat, you know, and we find that it's a sweet spot. So I think that's the best way to figure out the goal weight. And so it takes a little bit of, you know, trial and error and figuring it out. You can start with the BMI. I think the BMI chart's a nice place to kind of start. Um, but then understand you're you, you know, where do I want to be? You're, you get to choose your own weight, folks. You know what I mean? It's one of the few things in life you get to choose. What do you want to weigh? It's your decision. And so decide on that, you know, take into account, think about what's the best quality of life for me? Where do I want to weigh? You know, and then you start putting a plan to make it happen. Um, how do I learn to like more bland foods? Yeah, yeah. Uh, to like more bland foods, you have to think differently about food. Okay. You don't mind taking bland vitamins, do you? Right. That's fine. Why? Because you think of the vitamin as what it's going to do for your body. Right. The way you frame a vitamin, it's one of the few things you put in your mouth. You don't give a shit how it tastes. Right. You're just, it's pure function. And so I would say one of the, the best ways to do that is you, you can't just say, I just want to eat bland food and lose weight. Right. That, well, great. That sounds like shit. No, thank you. Um, but what happens if you start to think like bland foods make me a lot healthier? They energize my body. They nourish me. They take my hunger away. They allow me to live at my goal weight. They help me sleep better. I, I'm, I feel better. My, my immune system's firing off on all cylinders, right? And so we, we need to reframe bland food because I love bland food. And I know like to say it out loud too much, people would freak out, you know, because we've been conditioned to only want hyper palatable foods. But the way we get to that in another way is to say, you know, I, let's program yourself thin. We have a 5-2 model of eating. Five days of uh, pleasure eating. I mean, <laughs> my bad. Five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating. And um, so we have both of them. But, you know, another way to look at it is that we eat for fuel, we eat for fun. And it's not, it's not exactly, it's not always exactly that way. Like, like only clean, only fun. Um, there's always, there's mix over a little bit, but there's more of a focus on clean eating these days, more of a focus on fun eating those days. Okay. And um, the idea is that bland food, you have to focus on the highlights of it. You know, and the highlights of it are a lot of times bland foods are going to help you be a lot healthier, more energized, weigh what you want, look the way you want to look, um, all these wonderful benefits. Okay. And start focusing on those. Um, this one's saying I binge eat because I'm isolated. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so that's, that's a good example, right? So, so this person's binge eating because they're isolated. So the binge eating is not helping the problem at all. You see what I mean? Like the core problem is that you feel isolated. Okay. That's the core problem. A symptom of that core problem is that you use food to distract yourself and not feel so isolated for a little while, right? You feel isolated. It doesn't feel good. The best strategy you have to not feel that isolation and feel bad is to overeat and to binge, okay? And so as long as that core issue is there, you're most likely going to keep on binging and eating because the binging and eating is doing something positive. 
Do you understand that? We only do things for positive reasons. So we can't just, oh, you're just going to stop the, okay, stop the binge eating. And now you're just going to feel isolated and horrible. So, so what kind of solution is that? So we have to recognize, okay, I feel isolated. And now we say, okay, isolate, feeling isolated is the problem. What's the solution? Well, how can I feel less isolated? We start with that. And then we flip over to how do you want to feel? Would you like to feel more connected, um, more love, more attention? I, I don't know what you want, but it's up to you to figure out what do I want? I don't like feeling isolated. I want to feel something else. What is that thing? That's up for you. What are those words? What are those feelings you want to feel? Again, it's a big part of the program too. It's emotional management. We've been conditioned to use food as our main emotional management strategy. Okay, so um, yeah, you're isolated and the food does nothing to help that. If anything, the food isolates you even more, you know, because you're spending your time eating and then going in that shame cycle that keeps you isolated. You know, so again, don't stop, don't stop the binge eating and the emotional eating right now. Start focusing on other ways that you can feel the things you want to feel. What do you want to feel? How can I feel these things? I have a client who, who this was something and it was as simple. I mean, it's like a lot of times the solutions are so obvious once you realize what the problem is. Okay. So she goes, I feel lonely. Okay. Um, I, I'm over, I'm emotional eating. I'm eating this stuff because I feel lonely. Okay. So I'm not going to, I don't want you to stop eating. How can you feel? What do you want to feel? She want to feel more connected. I want to be around my friends. I want to laugh. I want to feel better. Great. How can we do that? I could have some, I could invite some friends over. When's the last time you done that? It's been years. Okay. Do you have some friends you can invite over that come over? Yeah. Great. Call them up. And she did. <laughs> you know what I mean? They came over on a Friday night and then they, they came over. How was it? It was fun. Okay. And I saw the next week. I said, do you feel as lonely? No. I, I, know, I, know, I know this sounds like I'm giving you baby food. Like it sounds so obvious, right? But a lot of times, like we're, we're missing the most obvious shit that's right in front of us. Easy solutions. Because we've not been trained to look at the deeper issue that's going on with your weight. Do you really think the only thing you need is a fucking diet plan? Do you really think the only thing you're missing, the only thing between you right now and you living at your goalie for the rest of your life is a diet plan? Like, like you cannot believe that still. Like, you know, I mean, it's, it's crazy to think that. There's a deeper thing going on here, right? Is it realistic to obtain my college body back? I'm only 20 pounds away. Um, I don't know how old you are, but um, maybe, maybe not. Probably not. You know what I mean? If we get 10, 15, 20 pounds away from our college body, right? We get older. That, that's a whole other piece. I always say weight mastery is really two things. It's action and it's acceptance, right? That's the other piece. Um, yeah, take all the action you can, but there's got to be some acceptance as well because no, you're not going to be, you're not going to look like you look when you're 20. I know that's hard, right? We got to deal with mortality and all this other stuff, but, but it's the truth, you know? And if that's what we're chasing, it's, it's, a, it's a brutal, that's a brutal goal, right? Because we can't ever reach it, you know? Um, so I can't say that for you. I don't know how old you are. I don't know what shape you're in or what your situation is. Um, and I don't know what college body means, but, you know, depending on how much older you are, we get older, you know, and there's some acceptance of that. I need to hit 118 pounds, 128 pounds. Um, I will tell you one thing. We rarely need to do that, you know, so I would, I would want to switch that into want. And why do you really, really want to do that? And maybe feel better for you. Sophie, hi. Checking in for my daily prep. <laughs> That's awesome. Is that a healthy way for your height? Yeah, he's asking. Is he live every day? Yeah, I'm live every day. Every Monday through Friday. I'm going to get on here noon, like two or the second or third week here. Um Um, 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 bland foods that's psychological right there <laughs> well, uh, yeah yeah for sure right um, I like to think what to do my cells need right now yeah yeah for sure thinking about your cells is great 
What to do after a binge? Okay, great question. After a binge, what you want to do is you want to reflect on it. Okay? What do most people do after a binge? They beat themselves up or they put it out of their head and say, I'm never going to do that again. Well, that's the last time I do that. <laughs> right? Either one of those, uh, you're most likely going to do it again. Okay? So what actually changes it? <clears throat> this gets to the core of program yourself 10 approach right here is that you binge and instead of ignoring it or beating yourself up about it, we relax, we calm down and we look back and we say, what, what was going on there? I don't want to binge. I don't want to binge in my life. That's not what I want to do. And we connect to the feeling. So five minutes after you finish binging, I love connecting to the feeling physically, mentally, emotionally, right? Um, how do I feel physically? Oh, I'm stuffed. I feel gross. I can hardly move. Okay. How do I feel mentally and emotionally? I'm mad at myself. I'm being really mean to myself. I feel like shit. I'm discouraged. I'm frustrated. I'm angry, whatever. Okay. I don't like this feeling. This isn't what I want to do. What was going on there? What triggered this binge? The big two triggers of binges are usually hunger. You over-restricted. You got yourself so hungry that you overate. Um, or emotional and or, right? They can be two of both of these at, at once as well. Or emotional. There's some big emotional thing you don't know how to handle or don't want to handle. And you use the binge shame cycle to deal with that. Okay. Um, it's usually one of those two is a good starting point. There's other things too, but those are the two big ones. And so we binge and we learn from it. What happened? Because what are you going to do? Just tell yourself, oh, I shouldn't have done that. You did it for a reason. You did it for a positive reason. I promise you. And you need to figure out what that positive reason is so you can resolve this for real. If you don't know what the real problem is, how are you ever going to fix it? You know what I mean? You're just going to stifle it. Well, that, that's not going to work. Don't you know that by now, folks? <laughs> so again, the binging isn't a problem. It's what you do afterwards. Again, attach to that feeling. Remind yourself, um, I don't like this feeling. You know, And I know that may sound silly, but it's, um, it's, it's not beating yourself up about it. It's being present with yourself. It's sitting with the discomfort, the pain, physical, mental, emotional pain of that behavior, not to beat yourself up, but to remind yourself and become aware of what it actually feels like. What is the consequence of a binge? Because a lot of times we think the consequence of the binge is we're mad at ourselves, okay? And that's part of it, but there's more to it. And the more we connect to that, the more we start to associate binging with that feeling, that physical, mental, emotional state of feeling, I don't like that. I don't want to do that. And that's a step, I think, in starting to get a, a real handle on it. I was eating Oreos. It wasn't for fun anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, sometimes we eat stuff. Yeah, it's not even fun anymore. There is an addictive quality. So again, you know, I'm glossing over that, but that is a real thing. Um, you know, that's a whole other conversation. You know, the food companies are the cigarette companies. Okay, do you understand that? Do you understand like uh, RJR Reynolds and Nabisco are literally merged together to the same company? That uh, the parent company of Kraft is Philip Morris. So they divested from cigarettes, went into the food, and they came with the same philosophy to make the most addictive product possible, use the most aggressive marketing possible, uh, deny the science and confuse us as much as possible. Exact same playbook. And so, yes, the food is addicting, okay? Um, the from Oh, boy. Salt, Sugar, Fat's a great book if you want to read something to understand what you're up against, you know? You tend to intuitively think of, like, foods being made by a bunch of chefs in a kitchen. You don't envision you know, a bunch of chemists in a lab with lab coats dripping ice cream solutions onto people's tongues while they sit in fMRI machines while they scan their brains to see which one lights up pleasure centers the most. Huh, that's what we're up against. It's intense. So the addictive quality of food is a real thing as well. Um, so I didn't mean to gloss over that. I think I did a little bit before, but that's a real, real deal. How can I motivate myself to lose weight for health if I'm already at a healthy weight? I just want to look better. Um... Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. I, I guess in that sense, and I think this is, this is part of what I teach in the program is that we really focus on a lifestyle. 
um, you know, again, the, the weight, you can lose weight in a lot of ways. You can lose weights. It's easy to lose weight in ways that's unhealthy, um, that makes you miserable, that makes you stressed, that you don't enjoy. Okay, I think we all know that. Um, but the real secret is how can I lose weight in a way where I feel a lot better? You know, where I feel like a better version of myself. Whoops. Um, you know, and, and where I feel calm and relaxed and, and motivated and, and, you know, energized. Um, and that's the lifestyle piece. And the lifestyle specifically, because I know a lot of people use the word lifestyle, but specifically in the program we talk about in order of importance. Proper sleep, hydration, relaxation, breathing, uh, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. And as you start getting these into your life, I think it's a lot easier to kind of transform how you look. Um, you have more energy, a better mood, so you kind of radiate a whole different energy and attractiveness, I think. Um, and then you, you start to, you know, you, you start to create the energy and the, the clarity to, you know, enhance your body more if you want to. Um, I get that too. Sometimes eat instead of reaching out to someone. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, people have reasons they don't do those things like not wanting to be rejected. Oh yeah, for sure, Sophie. Yeah, yeah. If it was that easy, we would have done it. Uh, fair enough, fair enough, Sophie. I, I was thinking that as I was saying, I'm going to tell you that. And it's like, oh yeah, you got a friend, bunch of friends you can just call up and come over. I get that. Um, but what I'm trying to tell you is that she hadn't hung out with those friends in years. That, that was the point. I, I don't think I made that clear. Um, it, was, it was that easy for her, but she never, she didn't think about doing that because she was caught up in focusing on emotional eating. Do you see what I'm saying? And so I get it. That's a, that's a, that's kind of a home run situation, right? He's like, I feel lonely and we talk about it. It turns out you get this group of friends you can call and they come over Friday night, okay? So that, that's an easy solution. Seemingly, she hadn't enacted it for years, okay? So I want to point that out. Um, but once she realized that she could do it. However, I have found without exception that once we identify what the problem is, loneliness even, once we say, how do you want to feel? I want to feel connected. To feel connected is not difficult, okay? Let it be known, folks. You know, you may not be able to, you know, you, you had kids and they left for home. You got you divorced, you know, now you feel alone at home. So I'm not saying you can create like, you know, uh, a partnership, a, a child parent relationship, a sibling relationship. I'm not saying a best friend relationship. I'm not saying just out of the blue, create a deep relationship like that. I'm not saying that. But the depths of your loneliness are usually not because you don't have those deep, deep, deep relationships as much as you got no relationship outside of work. You're doing nothing. And what I'm saying is to do something is relatively easy. There's a lot of, I've just seen this over and over, so I'm not going to bullshit you. I get what you're saying, but a lot of times people think things are way more dire than they actually are. And this little thing, if they do this little thing, go to a senior center, um, go volunteer on a charity thing, uh, go you know, join some committee or something. There's a lot of ways to be around people and to engage. You know, now again, they may not be the level you want them to be, but a little bit is a lot more than nothing. Okay, so, anyways, to that point. Turn over with that makes me think I should make my own ice cream. I will still eat it, but I'll control the sugar. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, know how much it goes in. Plus, Sophie, when you make stuff, what a, what a, that's such a weird thing. I remember last year for the holidays, I made some cookies, and um, I was like. I mean, I love cookies as much as everyone. And making them, I was like, holy shit, this is all powder. Everything's powder. That really struck me last year. I was really struck by that, you know, because it's all flour and sugar. Um, you know, it's basically flour and sugar. Right? And then there's butter, obviously, and other stuff. But I was like, holy shit, it's just a big bowl of powder. And I'm like, and then you you turn it in, you do this magic, and it turns into like this seemingly hard thing. And I'm like, what a, what a, what a weird way it shifts our brain, right? And I think this is fascinating because so much of what we're eating is just powder, flour, sugar primarily. And, um, it's like that affects 
how we absorb it. Even like a bagel, for example, right? a bagel feels real chewy and, and dense, right? But it's really just flour. You know what I mean? It's nothing. And so in our bodies, it turns back into flour and it just gets absorbed lickety split, you know, compared to vegetables, fruits, greens, beans, things that take longer proteins, you know, meats. Um, these things take longer. They satisfy us longer. And so that was a real big thing I learned last year. But so, yeah, when you make something, you tend to make it healthier and you see it for what it is as opposed to just the final ingredient. Like it was a real paradigm shift for me. And I know it's like obvious. I know cookies are made out of flour and sugar. I know that I've made them before, but this just really struck me. Cause I'm like, I usually think of cookies as this hard thing that I'm chewing and eating. And it's like when making them, it's like, oh, it's just powder. And now it's like in my mind, I internalize, I'm going to eat this cookie. I'm ba- it just turns back into powder. And so because it's powder, you absorb it into your bloodstream real quick. It spikes your blood sugar um, and it creates this tsunami effect in your body. But we'll skip that for now. But yeah, making your own stuff, I think that's a smart move. What's up, Karen? Um, what was that list? Sleep, nourishment. Um, uh, yeah, okay. It's in order of importance. Proper sleep, hydration, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. And that's what we work on in the program. Um, and again, don't feel overwhelmed. You can do these very simply, comfortably. I do all of them at once. I put them in order of importance. Um, but when you start focusing on these, it's the magic secret, if there is any, you know, of really the transformation you're looking for. All right. Um, one of the best investments was my buying a Berkeley water filter. Now I get my water frequently. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, water, water a fresh source of water is crucial. I'm very lucky that way. Um, yeah, a little bit is a lot more than nothing. Yep, yep, yep. How do you feel about intermittent fasting? It's fine. It's a tactic, though. You know what I mean? Like, there's no... Ta- Every diet's one tactic, okay? And this is why none of them work long-term. Um, so it, it's fine. I, I use intermittent fasting as part of an overall strategy, you know? But I wouldn't just intermittent fast and think that's going to change everything, you know? Same you, just trying to force yourself to follow a new plan. Now, I think it's nice. I, I like the idea... I don't do 16 hours. I do 13, 14 hours. Um, and I like it. It's a, it's a break for my body, you know, not have to digest food, not have to, um, you know, always be putting stuff in my mouth. If you take a break before sleep, you're going to get better sleep as well. And everything improves from that. So, um, I like intermittent fasting. I don't think it's enough, just intermittent fasting in and of itself. I, I think you need a more comprehensive approach. I like the tactic of intermittent fasting as part of a whole strategy. Um, but I also don't think you need to just go straight to 16 hours. And I think what happens with all the diets is they're always trying to make it seem like you got to do it exactly this way. There's a crock of shit. Every diet's just a strategy to reduce your calorie consumption. And so what I suggest is look at all the diets and pull the parts that work for you and discard the rest in creation of your own perfect plan. What works for you? Because some people love intermittent fasting. Some people hate it. Well, if you hate it, don't spend all your time trying to force yourself to like it. You know, find something that works for you. And if you like it, and it really works for you. Build around that. You know, that, that's the bigger strategy. But so, yeah, intermittent fasting is it's really not it's not good or bad. It depends on how how do you feel about it? Is it something that you look forward to? You enjoy it? You could see yourself doing it forever? Or is it something you dread? If it's something you absolutely dread, I would move on. What's the point? There's a million ways to lose weight, folks. You know, there really is. I guess that's what's overwhelming about it. But the way I would suggest is the way that works for you. You're going to create a one of a kind plan, a one size fits one plan built for you. And you f- figure it out. That's what you want to program yourself. Then we got your weight mastery blueprints. We got a mindset blueprint, lifestyle blueprint, eating blueprint where they're filling the blanks. You know, you kind of answer these questions to figure out what, it, you know, how do I create the right mindset, lifestyle, and then eating for me? 
And, and once you have that, you've got a customized plan for yourself that you built. And again, you're always working on tweaking it and changing it and optimizing it, you know, so it fits even better. But you, you have a starting point and, and it, it, it makes sense. What you're doing with the diets is you just jump into it. You follow it for a couple of days, a couple of weeks, and then you stop doing it completely and go back to what you normally do. And nothing ever changes. You're probably 20, 30, 40 years into trying to diet and you have no, there's no consistent thread of anything except other than you trying something and stopping it and going back to what you always do and then repeating it. You know, you need to walk the path, path of mastery. And the path of mastery is very simply, um, again, it's, you have to know two things, what to do and how to get yourself to do it. That's what program yourself is in a nutshell. The what to do is your blueprints. How do I think? How do I live? How do I eat so that I can be at my goal weight? And it's your plan. It's customized to you. And then the other side is, how do I get myself to follow that plan that I want to do? And that's a program yourself thin method. I'll program it in my subconscious mind. I will program these strategies, these tactics, into my subconscious mind so I do them on autopilot. That's it in a nutshell. Um, this mental connection. Yep, thank you. Uh, I've done 14 hours, quit Diet Coke, and now only drink water. I have more energy and sleep better. Yeah, of course, right? Of course. Um, that's what I mean. That, that, that point I want to make, too. You can't just make, we can't just, it can't just be about weight loss. You know what I mean? Like this is, again, when I say take your weight loss and wrap it in personal development, this is your opportunity to make a real big shift in your life. Not so that you just lose weight and feel like shit, but so that you lose weight and feel like the best version of yourself possible. That's what I would, I'd rather you replace the goal of wanting to lose weight with wanting to become the best version of yourself possible. Because the best version of yourself possible, your weight is one aspect to that. But there's all this other stuff. You're more relaxed, you're more calm, you have more patience, you have more energy, more clarity, more focus, more ability to take action. You're healthier. You've got more mobility, more independence, more freedom, you know, all this wonderful stuff. And you weigh what you want. You know what I mean? Like, and your relationships improve and you make more money and you're happier and you relate, you know, I don't, everything gets better. So it's like there's so much stuff that can get better all at once. And you're just, you know what I mean? You're just zooming in on one little thing and you're wondering why you're not motivated, you know? But great job with that. I do like it. I like the idea of kind of detox. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, everything's your framing. You know, nothing's good or bad. It's how you think about it, you know. Um, what do you think about carnitine? It's supposed to help you lose fat. I don't even know what it is, but it's not going to help you lose fat. There's no there's no magic cures, you know what I mean? Like, like they're not... If we've not learned nothing else, right, it's been years and years and years of magic cures and diets, and none of them have worked, you know. There's one consistent plan, and you don't have the time to fuck around with this, you know what I mean? Like, this is life or death. Not to get all dramatic, but... It's like your weight, what you're putting in your mouth is probably the number one thing that's going to dictate how long you live and your quality of life during those years is what you consistently put in your mouth and how you consistently live your lifestyle, you know? And it's like, even some little pill that's going to change, it's not going to work, you know? It's not enough. And you know this. We all know this. You know, can it support you? Probably not. I'd rather put my money into good food, you know, natural food, which is to way cheaper than processed food anyways, by the way. So that's a bunch of bullshit that eating healthier is more expensive. It's not. Eating packaged healthy food is more expensive than eating packaged unhealthy food. But eating whole plant-based foods in their natural states, beans, there's nothing cheaper in the supermarket than beans. That can be a staple of your diet. So if you're worried about money, um, that you should not be... It's easy to lose weight if you're worried about money. I spend about $23 a week on my lunches for the week. I spend probably... Four dollars, five dollars a uh, a day. Maybe three, four dollars now. Maybe ten, ten, fifteen bucks a week on my breakfast. You know, 
And then my dinners are cheap. They're whole grains, vegetables, you know, sometimes fish, sometimes beans, you know. So I don't don't buy that shit that eating healthy. I wonder who put that out there. You know, what a dumb thing to say. I'll, I'll go any day you want, any day you want. You're like, oh, well, this thing, these fries from McDonald's are only 50 cents. Yeah, but you got to buy a whole meal. And then how hungry are you after you finish those fries? You're still hungry. And so you buy more food, you know. You don't even know what satiety feels like. Um, hi, should you stop eating after a certain time in the evening? And should you go for a walk after eating? Um, you know, there's really no shoulds. There's, there's kind of like what works for you. I think that's a great idea. I think I will, t- that's, but this is my own experience, that the, the bigger the time frame between like when I went to sleep and when I stopped eating, that was the, magical for me. I used to eat right up until bedtime and I slept like shit. I was just a bad sleeper, I guess. Although it turns out that when I stopped eating right before bed by a couple hours, all of a sudden I turned into an amazing sleeper. So I guess it wasn't that I was a bad sleeper as I was stuffing my body full of shitty food right until bedtime. And then when you eat right up until bed, now your body's got to digest it. Digestion's a huge source of energy. It takes a ton of energy to digest food and it raises your core, your core temperature a couple degrees. And you know what triggers sleep? Your core temperature drops a couple degrees. So, uh-oh. So now you sleep like shit because you feel hot. I used to always sweat. Didn't know why. Had no idea why because it was just normal to eat right up until that's what I always did. Thought it was normal. You know, so yeah, I think, I think stop eating. Now, again, where are you at? Do you have to just stop eating where I stop eating? No, you can work up to it. So if you typically stop, you go to bed at midnight and you stop eating at 1130, well, make it 1030 to start off with. Then make it nine. You know what I mean? You, you can do things in phases, folks. Can you believe it? You don't have to do everything all at once. You can do things so it's not overwhelming to you. You know, you might want to take that into account. Um, but I think you'll, you'll find that helps. And then walking after dinner. Yeah. Anytime you can, anytime you can do more walking, I think is better, you know? That is mind-blowing. I usually think of it the other way around, that weight is most important. I want to sleep better and more energy. Yeah, right? Um, it's funny that's mind-blowing to you. I'm, I'm happy. but so, so for you, please, please go to my bio and click the link and get the hypnosis session, but watch the training I give you. If you think that was mind-blowing, <laughs> the training is going to knock your socks off, okay? Um, it, it's, and this is, so like the fact that you realize that, that it, it could be a really powerful presentation for you. But again, once you have a better concept of how to master your weight, everything changes, you know? Um, you're not motivated, folks. The, the reason you're not losing weight is because you don't even want to lose weight. You'd like to lose weight. You'd like to wake up tomorrow and magically start eating better and the weight starts falling off you. That, that, yeah, that you'd sign up for all day long. But you don't want to do the things that make you lose weight. You know, because you associate weight loss with deprivation, struggle, frustration, stress. And so you avoid it, you know. So we need to reframe this whole process. What do you think of Overeaters Anonymous? Um, I don't love it. But again, you have to understand my perspective. I always get people from Overeaters Anonymous, you know, they come into program yourself then. So I'm kind of biased about, you know, I got a, got a failure bias, right? Everyone that I'm kind of, most of the people I see that, that are doing Overeaters Anonymous didn't work for, right? And so what I will say is that, uh, first of all, everything works for, you know, there, there's a 7 billion people on the planet. There, there's always things that work for different people. So what I think of Overeaters Anonymous really doesn't matter a whole lot. It's what it means to you, you know. But what I will say is that Overeaters Anonymous is extremely strict. And one thing we know scientifically without question is that the stricter the diet is, the more rigid it is, the less likely you're going to be able to maintain it. And so ultimately the, the lower the success rate of it. And this is what I've seen with Overeaters Anonymous. It's so strict um, that it, it's hard to live that way in the world, you know? And so I get people, you know, Overeaters Anonymous, Bright Lines is another version of that to some degree. Um, I get these strict people coming in and we become a lot more flexible, you know? And that flexibility really a lot of times is for people is a secret. So I don't have a high, I think, and the, the difference why, I, I don't have a high, 
because I think alcoholics and narco anonymics, I think those are great, but I, those are abstinence models, right? So it's like you can abstain from from drugs, alcohol, you, gambling. You can you can abstain from those. You can't abstain from food, you know. And there's a fine line between like, oh, if you're ever gonna eat any sugar at all, you, you know what I mean, or, or whatever your, your thing you're avoiding is, and so um, no flour at all, you know. And it's such that's such a strict, rigid thing. Um, you know, that it makes everything different instantly and not in a good way. So I think for when it comes to food, I always say this. I think, you know, I look at weight. My weight mastery is really, it's a managed addiction. Yeah, I'm addicted to food. We're all addicted to food, right? And we're addicted to sugar and flour and, and hyper palatable foods. Um, but we, I, I think, this is my opinion. Not everyone has to believe in this. But I think I, my approach is I'm going to manage it. Okay. Now that's my mindset. I used to be a binge drinker. A lot of people said you're an alcoholic, Jim. Um, I think they had a good case. You know, I, I think there was some evidence there that, that there's a problem. Um, I didn't resonate with that, that type, that description of me. I, I just didn't see myself as that. I didn't want to stop drinking. I know that right, that's what a lot of people say, but I didn't feel it in my, my, my heart. I didn't feel it. And so I said, I'm going to moderate it. I was able to moderate it, okay? And I did this when I was 19. So um, now again, I had a robust approach to do it, okay? But I was able to moderate alcohol. And now, you know, I drink alcohol um, Friday and Saturdays, uh, but that's it, you know? And, and I just have a couple drinks. So I have successfully figured out how to moderate the alcohol to where I want it to be. Now, I do the exact same thing with the foods. I really don't eat much flour during the week. On the weekend, I'll eat some. I don't eat much sugar. On the, on the weekends, I'll eat some. You know, as a whole. So again, I believe what's better for, for me and what, what I've seen when I, what I offer people, what the path I lay out for people, it's more of a managed addiction, not, not this all or nothing, this black or white bright line approach. I, I have not seen that work for most people. There's always outliers though, you know? So again, it depends on the person ultimately. What do you do if, if my whole family are foodies and go out to eat food all the time? Yeah, that's a challenge, you know? I get that. I mean, that's why I came from that. Um, no one supported me. My, my wife was my girlfriend at the time. Thank God for her. But um, there was no support in that. And there was a lot of attacking, you know, and, and I was an outlier and it was, it was broke rapport, all sorts of problems. Um, but, you know, in that case, you just have to really sit with yourself. What do I want to do here? What's my goal? Um, you know, I, I'm so passionate about what I want to weigh and why it's so important to me that outside things are not going to control what I'm going to weigh. I'm going to decide that. And so it starts from that sense of certainty and, and then, you know, it goes outwards. Yeah, I don't like Overeaters Anonymous. It makes me feel bad about myself. Yeah, that's what I see about mo for most people, you know? Now, I know there's obviously some people that do it that it, it's working for them, and, and so great, you know? Again, I'm not here telling you what to do. I'm telling you kind of how to do it, right? If it, if it makes you feel like shit and you don't like it, it's probably not the right thing. You don't have to force your... A lot of people kind of stick a square peg into a round hole. That, that's their weight loss approach, you know? And so I would rather find things that resonate with you and build on that, you know? I feel triggered by discussing negative habits in that context. Um... Yeah. 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 Oh, trigger. Yeah, sure. Of course. I feel too. Um, bright lines is way too strict. I think so too. You know, I, I mean, and again, too strict is relative, but for most people, obviously, again, I get people that it's not working for. And I think a lot of people, when you go into that frame and you take that quiz and you're like, Oh, I'm addicted. I got a nine out of 10. I can't tell you the number of people I've worked with. They got a nine out of 10. It turns out they're not addicted. You, you know what I mean? But when you're desperate, you just, Oh yeah, I'm addicted. That's the problem. You know? Um, but it's rarely that, you know, again, it's your mindset most of the time. Some people are addicted though. I will say some people are outliers are addicted like they are to cocaine. It's crazy. Um, so there's that too, but, but for most people, that's not the case. I don't run marathons, but they don't need to know that. <laughs> I do feel inspired by their workout and healthy eating chat. 
Yeah, that's good. That's fine. Yeah, it's about just, again, figuring out where you want to be. So much of this really, again, it's about coming to the best version of you. That's why I always say this. The weight loss really is secondary to the, the main goal here is let me become the best version of me. I want to be happy, healthy, just in the flow, congruent, successful in all the ways that matter to me. And um, when you make that the goal, the weight's a lot easier to kind of master because the weight serves those bigger goals. If the weight's the bigger goal, the biggest goal part, yeah, I think you're fucked. I, I don't think it's going to work. I don't think, unless you're like a model or there's some other reason why you need to be a certain weight that affects your finances or some other area of your life. I don't know. If you've been struggling for 20 years to lose weight, I don't think the weight's ever going to be enough motivation for you to succeed. You know, you need more. And again, making it about becoming a better version of yourself is usually um, the better part. Yeah, Bright Lines to Original lasted nine days. Yeah, it's always that way. You know what I mean? Like it's so strict that it's it becomes an endurance test, you know? And you're in the back of your head, you're just streaking. You're like, how long can I make it? You know? And the worst thing, the worst thing is when you make it 30 days, 45 days, you know? Because then to, for you to start again is almost impossible, you know? So at least nine days, at least you got a chance. Like I can do it again. You can get to 15 days. That doesn't feel that far away, right? But again, once you get into 30, 45 days, and then you blow it forget it you're never going to get past that most likely you know but again i i love her i love susan pierce thompson a lot i just don't i don't love that approach um and i love it yeah you listen you know what I mean? there's a lot of people on the planet so you find out the thing that works for you you know what i mean so i'm not knocking it. she's helped a lot of people um that's such a fair point my life won't really change if i lose weight i'll just feel pleased i did yeah that's great but again it's it's figuring out my life didn't change much i mean not really my day-to-day -day reality, I'll give you an example of what I mean this real quick. I got to get out of here. Um, is for a long time, I was like, I want a six-pack. I want a six-pack, right? And then I would just randomly get real motivated. I'd do all this stuff, just like people go dieting. And um, I would do that. And I would never stick with it. I would never do it long enough to get a six-pack. And all of a sudden, after 15 years of doing this, I was like, what's going on? I'm like, I'm a master of my eating. I I've mastered this, this physical part. Why am I not getting six-pack? And all of a sudden, I realized very quickly, I was like, because I don't give a shit. I don't care. Um, I'm a married guy. I got my shirt off five hours a year. Um, I don't give a shit. I'm not going to put all that extra work in for what? Who cares? You know, and that's what I realized. I, I didn't give a shit about it. And so, so much of this, we that, again, that's why Program Yourself then starts with motivation. You know, really genuinely, what are you, you need to be really genuinely motivated. You're not motivated. You weigh what you want. Let me make it a step further. You weigh exactly what you want subconsciously. You know, that's your big problem. You think you want to lose weight because you do consciously. Subconsciously, you want to stay right where you are. I, I understand you don't like being overweight, but you can't disagree that you're familiar and comfortable with being overweight. You know it. You know how to live as an overweight person. You know how to eat like an overweight person, right? It's easy and comfortable for you now. You don't like it, right? So hating it is part of it too, but you know how to live and maintain your overweight self real easy. And that's what you want to keep doing. Your brain's a status quo machine, you know? So again, you know, like... I, uh, please watch the training. It's just her. What makes me crazy is you could get way better results if you just knew a little bit about your brain. Like, I, it's crazy how much, how little you know about your brain. I, I'm not going to go into it right now, but it's crazy. You think you know everything you need to know, and I'm telling you, you don't. And that's the reason why you're struggling. And I give you the training just to kind of open the door a bit so you can realize the bigger picture. Um, most of you won't watch it, but that's okay. <laughs> it's there for you. Go to my bio, click the link, get the hypnosis session, watch the training, and you'll know a lot more. All right. Um, yeah. I learned it at some point. I'm sure I can unlearn it. Yeah, you can't unlearn things. Understand that, right? In neuroscience, neurologically, there's, you can't get rid of any wiring. So there's no unlearning things. There's only learning new things over it. Okay, very important. And it's important to know that because you could be on a diet for a year, slip up, and your old behaviors come back like that. 
How'd that happen? Because that wiring's still there. It's always going to be there. It will atrophy over time, but it'll still be there and be easy to pick right up. So it's not about stopping and unlearning things. It's about learning new things over them. Hope that makes sense because that's a big distinction. All right, everyone. Thanks so much. I appreciate you guys have written a bunch of great stuff here today. Um, again, if you want to listen to the podcast, it's Programming Yourself Dense and all the podcast things. Listen to it. Start walking around listening to it. You'll start losing weight. Um, but if you're really serious, go to the bio, click the link, listen to the hypnosis session, watch the training. And if you're really serious, like you're like one of them crazy people that's going to start losing weight and becoming healthier over the holidays, then you get you join the program and come and work with me. All right. But all right, everyone. Have a super day and we'll talk soon. Bye.